concept of my internal joy, my internal peace being not just joy and peace, but actually health. There's two ways, two aspects of this. One aspect is on the very, very physical basic. What we know on a biological and chemical and medical level is that stress causes more diseases than anything else on earth. More than any other single habit, stress leads to disease. We know this ranging from the obvious things like heart disease, even into things like immunity of colds and flus. I don't have time now to get into the whole biological way that it works, but actually the impact that our nervous system has, our sympathetic nervous system, which gets aroused when we're stressed, directly diminishes our immune system. Get stressed, lose immunity. This is, this is a very, very direct medical reaction. Now, the reason for that is actually very simple, and it's actually a beautiful part of God's plan. Evolutionarily, stress was supposed to be very short-lived. A tiger is chasing you. A bear is chasing you. A warring tribe has just come in and is trying to take over your village and your women. Well, you need all the energy of your body to be able to fight it off. And so all of the things that are not needed in that very moment, the body shuts them down to take that energy, that blood, that prawn, that shakti, and to send it into your limbs so that you can literally fight or flee. And so things like reproduction, digestion, immune system, all of those systems shut down and all of the energy that usually goes to things like our reproductive organs, women's menstruation systems, digestion, our immune response, all of that energy goes into our arms and legs. It's a brilliant, brilliant thing. When stress lasts a half an hour or two hours. But because now so many of us live in stress, and as we were talking about, Stress is now no longer caused by tigers running after us, but it's caused by our children or our parents or our spouses or our employers not doing what we want them to do. It's caused by traffic patterns not being what we want them to be or the stock market not being where we want it to be 
or our weight not being where we want it to be or whatever, whatever the trigger for us might be. And so we now live in stress, which means that we're seeing all kinds of digestive problems, reproductive issue problems, and immune system problems. Because those systems are shutting down. Okay, so that's on the very most basic biological chemical. When our internal situation, our swastiti, the, the condition of the self, stiti is situation or condition, swa is the self. When our condition of the self is out of balance, it creates disease. Okay, so that's the most basic. But what we also know is that on a deeper level, the impact of what we're thinking on the very state of our being and the state of balance within our being is a huge, huge impact. We know that what you think, and this goes beyond just stress, what you think, what you believe even, people's spiritual practices have direct impacts also on their immune systems, have direct impacts on likelihood to have a second heart attack after you've had a first heart attack. Literally, I'll give you just one example. Dartmouth University, a really top research-based university in Ivy League school, fantastic medical college and hospital in America, did a study where they took people who had come in after their first heart attack. And along with their intake form, they asked them one other question. How religious or spiritual are you? And there were three options, either very religious, not religious, or very religious, somewhat religious, and not religious at all. And people had to tick a box. Six months later, of those who had checked the box not religious at all, about 11% of them had had a second and fatal heart attack. Now, don't worry. Turns out that's actually pretty standard. I'm not a cardiologist, but it turns out that that's, that's pretty standard percentages of people having a second fatal heart attack within six months of the first. But those who had checked very, guess what percent had had one? Anyone guess? Zero. Not just low percentage, zero people, not one. There is, there is almost an inoculation. I could go on all night about this. This is actually what I did my dissertation in. But there's, there's almost an inoculation that being spiritual, and it doesn't matter what your religion is, but being connected to something that is higher, that is deeper, that is bigger than just the physical body, we know it makes us happier. That's not 
news. We know it makes us more peaceful. That's also not news. But we also now know it makes us physically healthier. We're learning slowly, slowly, slowly. I'll give you one more example on how simple thoughts and emotions impact our physical health. So one last example on this. The standard flu virus binds, I'm going to try to do this without getting too technical. The standard flu virus binds to a receptor. So the way that the cells of the body work is kind of like a lock and key mechanism. So if you can visualize all the cells of the body being covered with locks and the chemicals, whether it's what we eat, so it goes in through our bloodstream, whether it's the hormones that we're secreting from different glands in the body, or even whether it's the neurotransmitters that we're secreting from our brain. Those are the keys. So when a key fits a lock, it opens and the cell opens and therefore that's when you get changes in the cell. You cannot impact a cell if you don't have a key that opens its lock. You have to have the key that opens that lock for it to impact the cell. Okay, so what we now know is that the standard flu virus is a key that binds to the receptor, to the lock, that's the same as a neurotransmitter that we secrete called norepinephrine, which tends to be secreted during times of a lot of things, but also great joy great bliss. Now, what does that mean in real life? It means you're in a room of 10 people. One person has the flu. They're coughing all over the place. They're not covering their mouths. Not all 10 people are going to get sick. Some of them are. Well, aside from all the other things that impact our immune system, if all of those locks are already full with the key of norepinephrine, there's no place for the flu virus to bind. The locks are full. But if there is no norepinephrine that's flowing through, and therefore the locks are all wide open, there's lots and lots of places for that flu virus to bind. So that's just one, one example of it. But we now know it's not just the sort of fuzzy feely of, oh, you're glowing. You know, you must be very healthy. Well, yeah, there's actually a very direct physical biochemical reason. Now, the last important point to mention on this, though, is what we think and feel is not the only thing that contributes to your health because it's very important that we not flip to the other side because the, the other end of the pendulum swing is, oh, you're sick means you're not meditating well enough. Oh, you're sick? We'll just change your thoughts. Oh, you've got cancer or heart disease? We'll just change how you think. It's not that simple. There's a lot of other factors that go into it. And so it's really important to hold both sides of the pendulum deeply in our awareness. Yes, 
What we think has a huge impact. Yes, our stress level has a huge impact. Yes, what we believe has a huge impact. What we eat has a huge impact. And yes, there are hundreds of other things that are also impacting it. And so it's not your fault if you're sick. We should not walk around and tell people who are sick to just change how they think. Because what it does is it undermines who they are. And of course, then that leads to them feeling badly and guilty and sad, which as we know isn't healthy. So the very best thing that you can do is empower people to feel not victims of it because we're not victims of any of it. We're active participants in it. Some of our active participation is unconscious, expression of genes, for example, in different ways. Some of our participation is conscious. And the best that we can do is to activate the conscious participation in our own health. And one of the biggest and most powerful ways is by changing how we think and how we feel.